Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mount Absalom. And then a helicopter shot zooming over the treetops. Just your quiet, ordinary Ohio town. Filled with secrets. And we come out of the woods to the Fenwood House. In the camera inverts. To show the skewed perspective of the mysteries within. Only one woman can unlock the mysteries within. Spikes Cabrera presents Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery in five acts. Act one, the introduction. When local boarding house owner and super silver foxy lady Dot Harper, her words, suffers an accident on the edge of town, her estranged... her... Don't talk to him like that. This was your fuck-up. Don't talk to me like that. I don't have to be here. There's no court order anymore saying I have to see you. I know. Remember, I can leave whenever I want. I know. I want to stay, I need to be nicer or you'll leave. No. No, see, that's not what I mean at all. Her daughter, Lily Harper, returns to the town of her youthful summers to help out. At Fenwood, Lily meets the oddly helpful teenage assistant, Wes. This is a small town. Simple people, simple pleasures. There's no late-night steakhouses or 24-hour diners. It's not that kind of town! I don't know what that means. The visiting and very particular doctoral candidate, Abby Douglas. It's rude to eavesdrop, unless it's for science. The philosophically-minded new astronomer Rudy Peltham. Modern science still has yet to definitively tell us why we dream in the first place. Maybe it's training to teach our brains how to overcome our cynicism and our skepticism and our knee-jerk need to know all the answers long enough to fully get lost in a story. And the especially cool and Devastatingly gorgeous local record store owner, Marisol Cabrera. When they launched Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 into space, there were these gold-plated 12 inches that they loaded with music and everyday sounds, packaged up with about 100 photos and drawings and a needle, and instructions for aliens on how to play the record if they found it. It's about as perfect a time capsule of who we were at that moment as could be assembled. 
It's our song to the stars. It's Mozart and Peruvian wedding songs and Navajo night chants. I love it so much I named the store after it. Together, they begin to explore the growing number of strange occurrences of Mount Absalom from the resident community organization, the Delphic Order, who seem to have their sticky claws in everything. Chester? That's what they call me. You manage the bank? Yes. Aren't you the mayor's aide? Yes. And don't you also do something for the Delphic Treasurer, yes. And you also manage the bank? To a particular door in the Fenwood House basement that isn't always there. Hey, Wes? Yeah? Do you know what that other door leads to? What other door? In the room. Back on the opposite wall? There's no door there. Just when the mysteries start to get fun. Theodore Wesley, 1937 to 1950. Fuck. Things. Things get a little too real. Bye. Why are you saying bye? You're staying. She has to go home, Miss Harper. This is her home. Mom. Lily, tell her that this is your home. Mom. Shut up. Lily. Don't you want to stay? Oh. Um... You just got here. It's summertime. This is our time. We'll come back and visit. Um... Um... Act two! The plot thickens. Heroic music as Lily Harper bursts into action, racing into a raging forest fire to save two hikers, where she meets with the strange old man. Folk used to say that if you saw fire in the forest, the man in the woods was out for a stroll. It happened so rarely, maybe 25 years since the last one. Something about the humidity in the trees doesn't want to catch, but when it does... Unfortunately, she is too late to save a pair of campers from their fiery and wolfy fate. As Abby, Lily, and Dot explore Wes's potential otherworldly nature, Rudy comes face to face with his predecessor, the observatory ghost, Nora Tendelker. Well, I am very glad that you decided to introduce yourself. In person, I suppose. In person, yes. Such as it is. Am I what you imagined? I didn't even know you existed until five minutes ago. You expected someone pale and dreadful, perhaps? The governess from Henry James? Yes, thank you. My English is very good indeed. I didn't... I'm quite happy that you're impressed. Nora! I'm from Boston, you see. By way of Liverpool. But from there, by way of Bihar. Nora, I wasn't about to ask you any of that. No? No. Who nearly kills him? Mostly by accident. What's that sound? You hear that, right? Are you doing that? But in 
enough of the drama. It's time for ships to sail as a certain record store owner and a certain boarding house manager's daughter share a romantic hayride commemorated in spectacular fashion by a bright, aspiring filmmaker who will one day be thanked for disobeying her aunt's request not to record their date. And then, Halloween! Everyone's favorite holiday. The door in the basement miraculously reappears, and a daring, young, adventurous enters, and... And... Um... But... But! That's not all, because... Hazel and Chester from the Delphic Order have a face-to-face run-in with the strange old man, and it scares the... Should I swear in this? Ah, screw it. We're not putting this film on YouTube. Scares the shit out of them. <laughs> Enough so that they enact a sneaky plan to try and steal the Fenwood house from Dot Harper by... <gasps> outing her condition to the town. Give me a second. Dot... Dot, it's all right. You don't have to. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have thrown down the gauntlet like that. It's not fair to you. I, I've heard that you're not doing well. About your Alzheimer's. And I think you realize that's why this proposal is for the best. But their plan is foiled. Ha ha! By the power of friendship and community. More secrets are uncovered as Abby goes undercover at the Ethereal Eatery, Hunter's Diner, and experiences the most eldritch of all horrors. Customer, service, employment. (coughs) And then the gang meets up at the old observatory to finally explore the structure hidden under the basement. Lily is lowered down and... Marty, where's Dot? Over. Lily? Where's Dot? Over. Over means talk. Now, answer me. She's upstairs. Mom? Try to get some sleep, okay? I'm here.
note to self, get Lily to tell you what happened when she was lowered into the hole. The scene culminates with Nora telling Wes he's a ghost, which no one had told him. Why didn't anyone tell him? Seriously, Amadi. Wes disappears, which is totally understandable, and no one should blame him for doing so. The act culminates at Thanksgiving when Lily invites the strange old man to dinner and he finally reveals his name, Silas Lodge. As in the Reverend Silas Lodge. As in the 200-year-old founder of the town and local boogeyman. And who am I exactly? Evil incarnate, which I guess looks like an old white guy. Go figure. He and Dot have a stare down before he backs off into the woods, but he will return in Act 3. Shit starts hitting the fan. Wes is still gone, and while Abby is able to dig up a little bit of history on who he used to be, everyone is at a loss about how to get him back. They even try a Ouija board, which you should never, ever mess with. While most of the Fenwood house is focused on Wes, the Delphic Order seduce Rudy to the dark side with promises of knowledge about the supernatural and how to talk with the beyond. Rudy, what was her name? My mother, Julia Salvamini. He is even convinced to lie about seeing Wes in order to sneak Chester into the Fenwood house and snoop around which is so very uncool. (sighs) Rudy, I know this is hard for you. You want to think of this as a betrayal? It's not a betrayal. It's not even breaking and entering. You live here, and I'm your guest. I guarantee you this is not what Dot meant when she said it was okay for me to bring home a guest once in a while. The Revelator has been inside this house twice now. At Christmas, Dot has... She has a pretty bad day. Okay, so what used to be... It's gone! I can see that, but before it was gone, what was it? What? In order to buy more, I need to know what it is you need. I'm telling you, you're not listening! All you've said is that it isn't here. I need more, I'm completely out! Okay. And at New Year's Eve, a usually very cool aunt is forced to tell her niece the truth about Wes, like I'm a grown-up who can handle things. Which results in Lily and Muddy Soul's first real fight. Staying here? You mean tonight? I mean staying here, like in Mount Absalom. So, you gonna stay? I don't know. Yes or no? I don't know the future. Be honest with me. Yes or no, are you staying? Am I staying here? Forever, in small town Ohio, where everybody lies to you. Are you? Tell me. Just tell me. Why would I stay? Why would anyone in their wildest goddamn dreams think I'm going to stay? Fortunately for everyone's hearts, they make up again. In a sewer. Which I hope is some sort of metaphor. 
But lest we leave out Abby and Nora, with Rudy gone, they team up to uncover all the mysteries everyone else is too busy to explore, including the chapel beneath the observatory and Hunter's Diner, which turns out to be bad. Like, really bad. And I think you've got something coming to you, yes, for your last week. Something coming to you. That's okay. Something coming to you. Something coming to you. Something coming to you. Something coming to you. I'll pick it up another time. Where are you going? I am a gentleman, and you have to get what's coming to you. Then, finally, Wes comes back, having gone on his own journey of self-discovery. He first appears to Nora, since she's the one who kind of hurt him to begin with. But because he's Wes and not a jerk, he teaches her how to leave the observatory. And then he goes back to Fenwood and brings the mysterious door with him. He and Lily go through the door, which makes weird things happen. Which is saying something. Who's that? What the fuck? Oh, hello there. Have you met my daughter? Hi, I'm Lily. Mom. Mom, it's me. You see her too? Oh. There's a pack of 12 wolves in the center of town. Not running, not hunting. What are they doing? She said... They're waiting. Act four. Rising action. Wolves invade the town. Silas invades the town. A third thing invades the town. Everyone searches for answers. Panic! Panic invades the town. Everyone searches for answers. The Delphics and the Fenwood folk pour over their histories, looking for answers to the ever-growing dangers. Rudy tries to act as a go-between, but that doesn't go so well. So it's true? You were spying on me? On us? For fucking Hazel? That's not what I- Shut up! Shut the fuck up, Rudy! How unbelievably fucking dare you! Meanwhile, Abby deals with their experience at Hunter's with some pretty cool results. I'm sorry. Sorry, too. You don't have to be. I know who you are, Abby. I've always known. Just like I've always known what it means when you say affection and how you show it. It's just, sometimes I chose to forget. So, so I'm sorry. And I love you, too. You will at least concede that I am right, and I have been difficult. Oh, no doubt. You are absolutely a pain in the ass to deal with. Thank you. But I am familially obligated to deal with you. Thank you. And then, disaster followed by disaster! The bottling works explodes! Just 
your son goes missing, whoosh, and then reappears in the woods, surrounded by wolves. Double whoosh. And everywhere you look, Silas. Something must be done. It's time for Rudy Peltham, astronomer, to redeem himself. Armed with the knowledge of both Fenwood and the Delphics, Rudy has a plan to deal with the Reverend Silas Lodge once and for all. It's bold. It's exciting. It hasn't been explained to this documentarian yet. But I'm sure everything has gone exactly to plan. Um. It's Spikes. <laughs> Just checking in. Again. Yeah, wanted to know how things went with the whole uh, Silas thing. So, yeah. Give me a call back, okay? I really need to know how things turn out so I can get to work on Act 5. The happy ending. Okay. Bye. Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. The final season. Debuting March 1st, 2023. Learn more at unwellpodcast.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey there, we're dm to gm I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts or visit dm to gmcom dm to gm get your game started.